Welcome back, everybody, to the Chasing Campfires podcast. As usual, I am Nick, and I am here with... Tommy. How's it going, guys? Hopefully, you guys are doing good. It's been a little bit. Uh, we had a little bit of a holiday break, and life got busy. Life Very got busy. busy. Yeah, in work, a good way. Work for me and work for you. Yeah, lots of work. So we've been a couple of, couple of busy guys, uh, which is a good thing, and... Since we last recorded, you went. You did go to Big Bend, yeah. I did go to Big Bend, uh, Turlingua Ranch, to be uh, to be specific. Uh, we went over there uh, the day after Christmas and stayed till the New Year, uh, and just camped, just camped out same spot. Y'all got a lot of snow out there, huh? Yeah, the last night we were there, there was uh, there was a ton of snow. I think uh, they recorded seventeen inches um, in one night. That's and that fell in. <laughs> That fell in about eight hours. Yeah. So that was pretty crazy. Not only is that a lot of snow very quickly, but that is very uncharacteristic for that area. Oh, it is. It is. It, but it was really beautiful seeing this de- desert landscape. It's normally dry. Yeah. Just covered in snow. All the mountains were was snowy. It, was it cold? I mean, obviously it was had to be cold because it snowed. But, yeah. you know, was it like right around freezing or was it way below? Um, no, it was, it got down to, I think that night it snowed, I think it got down to 27 or 28. That's so it wasn't terrible. bad. Yeah. It was very dry cause it was snowing. Um, but it didn't feel that cold, especially once the sun came out the next day a little bit. It wasn't, it didn't feel cold, but there was still ice and snow on everything. Did all that snow but, melt off pretty quick? Um, yeah. we got out of there before it melted because we didn't want to get on some of those back desert roads. Yeah. Um, because they're great when they're dry, but uh, even a quarter inch of rain out there can change all those roads yep. immediately. So we didn't want to get stuck. So we packed up in the snow and started heading back. Yeah, I don't um, blame you. But didn't it was you, a great trip. You guys had a hell of a time getting back home, didn't you? Oh, I-10 um, was shut <laughs> down. There were wrecks everywhere. Amazon and the dollar stores evidently like to take their big rigs down <laughs> back roads that don't get plowed in the middle of nowhere. Um, but yeah, it took us, uh, from Fort Stockton to our house. It usually takes about five hours. Yeah. It took us over nine or 10 hours to get back that day. It but, was crazy. Yeah. It's not, um, but it was fine. We had fun. So yeah, we got, we got snow. I don't, I don't remember exactly what date it was. We got a bunch that, of snow That was here. the weekend after we got back. So I escaped the snow in Big Bend, and then I came back here. Brought it with you. Yeah, I brought, brought it with me. We got we got four inches here at my yeah. house. So yeah. I, I, uh, it was pretty cool. <laughs> being being from New England, I remember looking outside and going, what in the hell? Like, it's snowing in Central Texas. And not just like flurrying. It was snowing. Yeah, because we usually get a dusting, and, and then it, it melts away. And yeah. it goes away like the next morning. But th- this stuck around for four days. Yeah, it was weird. It was pretty good. I, I remember uh, I was looking outside and I was like, oh, I'm glad I'm not leaving the house today because nobody down here can drive in the snow. Uh, and then I, I had to go somewhere. I don't remember where I had to go. But I uh, I got in the Jeep and the, the, the roads were covered in snow. And I looked around my neighborhood and I was like, there's, there's no cars on the road. There's no one outside in the snow. So what did I do? I did what every man would do. I did donuts in the cul-de-sac. Nice. You have to. Very nice. Yep. Yep. So that was weird. Yeah. Running, I had to run to the store for something and uh, there were cars all over medians. And I'm like, you see cars that are like sitting on top of a guardrail and you're like, how in the hell did you get how yourself you into get this position? How did you get to that situation? Yeah. That, you know, no, we, uh, we ran up um, about noon that day, um, right after it first started snowing. Um, the snow fell so fast, though we we ran not not fifteen down. Um, 
15 minutes down the road um, to get some Thai food. And you couldn't see the lines on the road anymore. And most people were being cautious, but you had those idiots in there that thought it was just fine to keep driving 60 miles an hour in a 45 in, in a Camry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. in a Camry or, you know, a little Kia or something with nothing with all wheel drive. The roads hadn't been plowed. It was, that was the scary part was the other people. Yeah. I, I was fine. Those KO twos on the truck. KO two do KO twos do great yeah. in the snow. Rain, not so much, but snow. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're fantastic. Those, those were my tire of choice in New England. I, the other day when I, when I went out during that snowstorm, there's a, an overpass uh, on 45 to 183, and it's a pretty steep incline going up it. Oh, and, yeah. And um, there was a cop there, or there were two cops at the bottom of the overpass, and not many people on, on the road. And right at the, the bottom of that overpass is where that car was on top of the guardrail. And I, uh, I stopped next to the cop and I was like, Hey, can I, can I go up here? Or is it closing? He goes, can you make it? And I was like, man, come on. <laughs> it was, it was interesting for sure. Well, there's a reason why they don't have flyovers in the Northeast. Yeah, that is like that we is do true. here. Um, be, just because it gets so cold up, up there that a flyover would have to be shut down for a month or two. Yeah. Yeah. And it, the, the road conditions up there are bad enough because of the, the cold and you, know, you get Arctic like winters and then you get really hot and humid summers so the 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 roads just crumble um but yeah that was that was very uncharacteristic even for for big bend and for for central texas um and speaking of big bend we're heading out to black gap wildlife management area we certainly are um it's just to the east of the national park um it's not a heavily not well it's not populated i think by anybody uh, but maybe a few people, a few ranchers, but there's not a whole lot of tourist traffic. So um, I've, I've never been out there. Um, and, uh, I've also never been to big bend, which is a shame. And I keep shame. missing, I keep missing, keep missing the trips because of life and, and work. Um, but, uh, I haven't done a ton of research on black app. What's, what's its thing. What's it's just a wildlife management area. It's, um, a B, it's BLM land. No, no, it's owned by the, uh, the state of Texas, Okay, but it's, uh, they they're protecting certain species of birds and um uh bighorn sheep all, all sorts of different stuff out there um that roam naturally and you can you can go out there and hunt during certain times of the year um that's why we're taking our trip so soon before march because march 1st it shuts down for a couple months for some sort of fowl hunting but mm. Um, okay. we will have, um, at least maybe the first night we'll be camping right on the Rio Grande. So we'll be able to look right across the river at Mexico. That's pretty cool. So we'll, we'll be right there on the border on the middle of nowhere. That'd nice. be pretty neat. How many people are coming? Um, I think we, I'm limiting it to five rigs cause yeah. I don't, I don't want a huge group. It, it would be a pain in the butt. Yeah. Um, looking back on New Mexico. With, yeah. Looking with back eight, on, yeah. Was eight, it eight or nine? And nine, nine, nine rigs. That was that was a lot. It was fun, but th- that was a lot of risks. Yeah, it was fun with. because is you know new and old friends. But man, it makes stopping for gas a thing. Oh, it's a forty-five minute stop. Yeah, yeah. it's a pain in the butt. <laughs> it is, um, but I mean, it was it's, it was great. And uh, you, um, speaking of camping, you and I and I helped you install this uh, not too long ago, and you actually just sold the other one. But you got a new tent. I got a brand new Rome Vagabond tent. Yeah. Yep. What's the difference between the one you had and the new one? Uh, the one I had was a version one. It was a V1. So it was their first tent. 
um, that they that they ever produced. Not not the very first one, but it was their first model. Um, and so there, there's improvements. I think this is a version three or version four now. So there's been improvements to it, which uh, they're great improvements. Um, I like this new one because it has a dark green fabric and went camping a few weekends ago with uh, Rex. Um, and the fabric is so dark. I was able to sleep until 9 a.m. That's amazing. Because it was still almost pitch black inside the tent. Yeah. So sleeping in was a breeze and it didn't get it super hot in there when the sun hit it. Whereas the other tent was that, that tan fabric. And if there was any sort of light, if somebody had a headlamp on you, it, it lit up the whole tent. So I, 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 uh, I have specific memories of uh, getting up in the middle of the night or just walking around camp when you've gone to bed and you're like, shut your damn headlamp off. I'm like, Oh yeah. shit. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Um, yeah. Whenever I, whenever I sleep in the gazelle, I, I love that tent. Um, but it being, it being orange, whenever the sun comes up, it's like someone's just shining a light in your face and you're, you're up. Oh yeah. I am sold on the dark, the dark fabric technology, which I don't know that this one has, but there are other tents. I know FSR, uh, makes one. Um, I think I camper makes some stuff with the dark, the dark, Te- uh, technology that you you can be in there in the middle of the day in the desert and it's pitch black inside your tent yeah. so well i remember i remember looking inside jonathan's eye camper during the day and being like oh wow it's actually surprisingly dark in here yeah and the, the cool map on the ceiling helps too because it you know that's cool yeah um but when we installed yours uh, i remember you, you pulled it out out of the out of the garage and into the road to open it up and kind of test fit everything and i remember poking my head in there and it was mid afternoon on a sunny day. And I was shocked at how dark it was. Oh that. yeah. It was amazing. And it's super comfortable too. There's uh, the mattress, mattress is great. Uh, the mattress is actually thicker. Yeah. And it's a, it's a high density foam now. So uh, my fat ass doesn't <laughs> just go right through the mattress and hit the bottom of the, the tent. So yeah. yeah, it's, it was actually pretty darn comfortable and I'm super happy with the buy and um, our good friends, Stubb and Allie, just bought the old one from me. Uh, they're up in Colorado Springs. So, hey, what's up, guys? Um, but they are, uh, they're super excited to have their first rooftop tent. They have uh, three boys, and the boys are super excited to have a treehouse on top of Heck their yeah. truck. So, yeah. <laughs> it, uh, it, my lovely fiance and I, we went to the drive ins not too long ago, and I was sitting there. We were watching the movie, and um, <laughs> I thought to myself, man, how cool would it be to pull up to the drive in? And just like watch the movie from a rooftop tent. We've asked about that actually, <laughs> and they said no, we're not allowed to open the tent up because really? we would block views. Even if we parked in the back, we weren't allowed to. That's ridiculous. Because I think it would be awesome yeah. um, to just open up, pull the rain fly off, and just open that up and just lay yeah, in man. the tent and watch watch a movie. Yeah, man. Why don't people like fun? I know. <laughs> What's wrong with them? One other thing the tent does have that I really like is the rain fly has two clear. Um, skylights in it so it's a clear plastics so you can actually open up the uh the screen on the inside um, for the skylights and then the rain fly that comes over you can have it open during a rainstorm or you can sleep in the desert and not have to worry about oh crap it's raining at 2 a.m we need to get out of the tent and put the rain fly on um so i really like that good job rome on that (laughs) one that is a awesome we are not we are not sponsored but rome if you're listening i am not but hey that'd be dope rome if you're there you know i could use some rugged cases hook it up yep yep yep. so shameless (laughs) shameless plug shameless Um, we'll send you a a kindly worded email after (laughs) um 
And then, uh, so, I mean, there's not, it doesn't sound like there's a ton of difference between the old one and the new one, but there's enough difference to make it a definite, definite goodbye. Oh, for sure. Big upgrade over the first one, you think? Oh, for sure. The, uh, the, the poles that, that hold the structure of the tent are an inch instead of, uh, I think the other ones were half an inch. So did you the ever poles figure out what that, big. that, that bowed pole support pole was that we had a oh, question that on? goes in the, uh, the canopy for the, uh, for the, for the doorway, uh, um, okay. of the overhang mm-hmm. and, uh, we couldn't figure out where to put it. Um, so I read up and watched a video and actually you close the tent up and then you go on the other side of the truck and you just shove that thing in there before you put the cover on and it fits perfectly right there. So that makes a lot more yeah, sense. Yeah. It's the tent's super easy to break down. It's super easy to set up. So. I remember looking at, uh, the, the tent with you, we were in the road, we were just like scratching our heads trying to figure out what the hell that pole is for. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I was mad. I, I, I was like, well, why did you send this pole and I can't take it with me or I have to have a yeah. separate. Yeah. It was it anyway. Was, it was weird. Glad you figured that out because yeah. that was, yeah, that was a weird one. It was um, great. There's so I walked in here and you had on King of the Hammers. Yes. And that's going on right now. We were watching it live. Um, well, it's just qualifying, but yeah. I mean, it's still it's still great to watch those uh, the those racing trucks. Um, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I I dream about going out there one day and just spending the whole week at Hammertown and in Johnson Valley, California and, and just watching this stuff live. I think it would be amazing. I have this image in my head of going to King of the Hammers. And when you go, it's like burning man for off-road racing. It is because I'm, <laughs> I imagine something catches fire at some point in time, probably a truck and hopefully not someone. Yeah. Well, I was watching qualifying this morning and somebody had rolled their vehicle. Really? Already. Yeah. Yeah. Just during qualifying. I mean, the thing was fine. I think once they get it flipped back over, it was just fine to keep going. But yeah, that's what I always thought it was in Nevada for some reason. No, I don't know why. No, it's in Johnson Valley, California, just Southwest of the Mojave uh, desert preserve. Um, a beautiful area. I haven't been to Johnson Valley specifically, but I've been through the Mojave, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to go out there. We were just, uh, talking about how, you know, I, I haven't been to uh, any of the expos east or west. Um, I'd love to check one out, just haven't had time. Um, but uh, we were talking about the possibility of uh, heading out to, to King of the Hammers, possibly instead of uh, hitting hitting an expo next year. Um, and uh, it's it would be a long drive, um, but I, I I definitely think it would be worth it and definitely a interesting and fun experience for sure oh for sure yeah i was already looking at the drive from my house out there and it's 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 about 19 hours huh. so you could break it up into two days yeah um, I was gonna say, it's not terrible. out there three-day trip back um and then i think king of the hammers goes for a solid week a solid seven days Oof. so Oof. um but you, you know the first first few days is qualifying and then then the actual racing gets started after that so right. yeah that i mean our, the longest longest one way trip I've done was 25 or 26 hours. And that was painful. Very painful. Yeah. But you weren't going to see race trucks. You were, no, I wasn't. I was seeing, yeah. seeing family, yeah. <laughs> which heading, is cool, but race trucks, race trucks, family. Um, yeah. yeah. Heading to explore there's in, a balance in new there, England but... versus versus race trucks. There's a, there's a light at the end of that tunnel. Our good friends, Enoch and Delia are actually uh, from Mo, Mo, Mo Leisure X ventures um, are actually heading over to King of the Hammers 
right now. Very I just nice. talked to them. Um, yeah, they're they're going to spend the week out there. So where are they where are they right now? They are just southwest, I do believe, of uh, Joshua Tree National Park. Yeah, I think that's um, right. As I'm frantically checking Instagram to see where they're at. Um, <laughs> yeah, and they actually made it down into Baja for a few days and then came back up. So that that was pretty cool. I did see they went to uh, they went to uh, to Baja. That's really cool. That's a dream of mine too. Is yeah, to get out to Baja and just but but I need to spend a month out there. Yeah, because I want to take my time, go all the way down to the end and all the way back up. You know, it's funny. I hear you know. Obviously, Baja. If you're if you're a gearhead or into off roading at all, it's it's kind of the the mecca for that. And I've heard so many good things about uh, camp spots in that area and scenery in that area and food. And I hear how awesome the people are down there. And man, I want to. I've heard one bad thing. And it's, yeah. It, yeah, no, it looks like an amazing place. And um, there's I've heard a lot about the food mm. from. Uh, from other podcasts or other stuff I've listened to about the race teams that go down there and yeah. it, it just looks amazing. Um, yeah, that's uh that's on the bucket list for sure. For sure. I mean, I'm just saying if we went to King of the Hammers, we could make a detour after. Yeah. It'd yeah. If we had a month, detour. month and a half. Yeah. But, but Hey, yeah, who, for sure. Who's coming? I mean, yeah. what's, what's work work. What are you doing? I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> I never wanted to do that. No, I don't, I don't want to work anymore <laughs> either. Um, so you got, uh, you ended up getting a fridge, didn't you? I got the same one you did. And, nice. uh, it is, I, I am in what model the is worst. that? This is the, the Alpacool CF 45. And we've been talking about this at length for a while. And I, I look at the build on my Jeep and I haven't, you know, I've tried to buy not the best that money can buy for the things that I need, but, uh, I try to buy not, I try to not skimp. Yeah. Um, but for some reason, man, I just can't justify 900 to like 1500 bucks on a fridge. That's actually smaller than the Apple. Yeah. And then the, the other side of that coin is I was like, oh, I'm just, and we've had this conversation. I'm just going to buy a good cooler. And then you look at Yeti's. And yeah, the Pelican the ice coolers. Problem. The ice problem is, I, I don't care if you got a Yeti, you still got to get ice. Yeah, every day and a half, and two days. that takes up, I mean, your ice, if you're going to be off grid for five days, that ice is going to take up 50% of your space in your cooler. Yeah. So 48 quart gets cut in half yep. pretty quick. You're, you're down to 24 quart, that's not a whole lot of beer. And <laughs> you can't, can't cycle your beer in and out because you just melt the ice. That's right. That's right. So, and, I mean, the, the fridge being a 45 liter, is it quart, liter, whatever. 45. Um, well, uh, 45 liter, 48 quart. Oh, that's so, what it is. Thank you. Um, that's the translation on it. The The price of the fridge is the same price of a, of a similarly bucks. sized Yeti cooler. It's cheaper than a Yeti cooler. Yeah. 300 bucks for the fridge. Um, now, you do have to have a way to power it up. They, they do plug in cigarette lighter, uh, whichever you'd like. Um, but I'm actually running the Jackery 500. Um, and you've had good luck with that. I've had great luck with it. It's, you, it's it, actually pretty awesome. Yeah, so. and you were testing a Goal Zero Yeti 1000. 1500, actually. Jesus, that's yeah. a big old boy. Yeah, yeah. And that worked pretty good. Um, I was running an angle cooler with that. Um, the angle cool, cooler was a lot more bulky. Um, it froze on one side. The other side would be 40 degrees. One side would be 25 degrees. So. Hmm. You had to watch where your stuff was or constantly cycle it. I like the even cooling of the Alpacool. It's really nice. You um, haven't had any issues with 
I haven't had any issues. Or nothing. Temperature regulation. Or- nothing. The only thing I've found with the Jackery is I think it shuts off. I'm pretty sure it shuts itself off after it gets below about 29 degrees. So I have woken up in the morning, like in Big Ben. I woke up several mornings and because um, it froze out there just about every night. But I wake up in the morning and the fridge isn't powered on because the Jackery decided to shut off. But the good part about that is it was so cold outside that everything inside was just fine. Yeah. Uh, I'm interested to, to see, to, to hear your feedback. Um, and by that time I should have mine installed and more on that in a minute. Um, as the weather gets warmer, um, because obviously it's probably going to be running uh, a lot more, a, a lot more, a lot more frequently. Um, so interested to hear how the, how the Jackery and the fridge is going to work as, as uh, temperatures start to heat up here in central Texas in about, four months or so yeah it's gonna get real real warm about three or four months yeah um but no mine's mine's still sitting in the box and the reason being um i've been so busy with work and business ventures that um i haven't really figured out how i'm gonna handle mounting it in the back of the jeep and i did do the uh the goose gear 60 percent seat delete bracket but i don't have a platform back there yet and uh well, i'm sure you could just strap it down to wherever it's back there because in yeah. your jeep in, in the back of your jeep you do have tie down points i do so you just need a ratchet strap uh there's a handle front and back so just ratchet it either side yeah and it'll be fine for the trip you get to get to take it on its maiden voyage and yeah i might do that uh, at the end of next month and and see how it goes yeah i think the i was looking at the goose gear platforms and again one other thing we've talked about at length because i keep going back and forth but Man, the price. The the I when I looked, I, I got excited because I saw it was like five hundred and something bucks, and I thought that that was for the whole thing. That's for two bolts. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, I, I thought it was for the whole thing, but the the five hundred bucks is uh, just the rear portion. It doesn't cover the um, the sixty percent part where the back seat was. So that's another five hundred or so, and I'm like. I'm telling you, Tommy, I'm buying some plywood and I'm coming over. I have a skill saw. (laughs) I have a jigsaw. I have a tape measure and I think we can make a pencil out of something. So well, you got crayons. Crayons work better. Crayons work pretty good. The good news about crayons is when we're done using the crayons, we can eat the crayons. Yes, exactly. (laughs) No, I think I might do that and then just line X the shit out of it. Cause well, yeah, that line X will keep anything from sliding around on it for sure. I, I did cheap bed liner from home Depot in, no, nothing really slides around on it. Yeah, yeah. I I'm wondering what the the the, the options would be for uh, mounting the that model Alpacool that we have to a to a slide because the way the Jeep is, um, it you know if it's mounted in the back, it's you know you got to kind of put your head inside the hatch, and uh, maybe for a guy your size that would be okay. But I'm built like Gumby, so yeah. Oh yeah, I'd have to. Yeah, mine works pretty good without a slide. In fact, if I did a slide um, for mine to slide out that rear door, the rear passenger door of my Tacoma, I would actually lose a lot of space because I'd have to scoot the fridge a much further forward. So I'd lose uh, storage space in there. Right, because yours um, is kind of sitting behind the door trim, like the that bend, right? Yeah, the little bend for the mm. wheel well in the back. Yeah, it's sitting behind that mm. Um a little bit and if i was to do a slide it would have to clear that so that's right um but my my ceiling is tall enough inside the tacoma that i can i can still open up the fridge and get in there and it's it's just fine yeah so. the, the the height isn't what i'm worried about in the jeep it's more 
of the accessibility in. of yeah. getting into the fridge. Oh no, I can get right into mine. Anybody can get right into mine. Yeah. So yeah. 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 Yours is in a good spot. Um, I think. Well, you keep lifting that Jeep more and more. So, you know, I mean, yeah, I, uh, you're going to need a ladder just to get into it pretty soon. So. <laughs> Black Friday got the best of me. Oh I saw, man. I uh, when I was originally, uh, piecing everything together for the suspension on the Jeep and JKS didn't make, I don't know if we talked about this in the last episode, but you know, whatever JKS didn't make their HD springs in three and a half inch. They only made them in two and a half inch. So me being an idiot, it was, Black Friday, I'm shopping around on Northridge, and I'm like, oh, I wonder what's on sale. I'm like, wait a minute. JKS is making their three-and-a-half-inch springs in HD now? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to scoop these up, and lo and behold, they're on the Jeep, and the, the fiancé loves having to climb, hop, hop. Yeah, hop. Yeah. And, yeah, and uh, <laughs> Kristen, if you're listening to this, I'm, I'm terribly sorry about that. <laughs> See, I went the other way on Black Friday. I said, okay, oh, a Jackery battery supply. Oh, a fridge. Um Cause I want to keep my beer cold. Yeah. Oh, and some food too, you yeah. know, for trips. It's but, important. Yeah. Food, food, food and beer. I mean, as long as you got ramen, you should be okay. I, I do carry ramen. <laughs> I have the original mountain house, which is uh, the cup, cup noodles, cup of noodles. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and string cheese. Just, you know, who doesn't love string, string cheese? String cheese. I have actually four different kinds of string cheese in that fridge right now. And I cruise around during the day. And if I'm hungry after <laughs> say a sales call with work, Reach in there and I get some string cheese and cruise down the road. You're a you're a gentleman, a scholar, and a connoisseur. Oh, no, I cheese. feel I feel very I feel very uh, fancy when I'm cruising down the highway with string cheese in my hand. <laughs> yeah, the more I'm important like, thing is you you could put ice cream in there, and you could be. I like, would have to freeze the whole fridge though. But, I would have to uh, bring it down so so everything would be frozen in it. I mean, I think that's an even trade off because you could be like a trail ice cream man, and you could yeah. even have the tone playing from your truck. And it wouldn't be creepy at all. No, 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 <laughs> not at all. <laughs> you'd have to start calling your truck the creamsicle because yeah. you know it's it's orange and whatnot. No, her name's Tina. Tina. <laughs> Tina. I, I think I might be the only quote Jeep guy who refuses to name his Jeep. I just I can't I can't do it. Well, I named mine Tina after uh, the llama in uh, in Napoleon Dynamite. See, that's good. Cool. Come on, Tina, you fat lard. Get some trails. <laughs> Eat the food. Eat the food, Tina. Drink the gasoline. I thought about naming it Karen. Not because Karen memes, but, you know, Karen, because she cares. You know, she I, cares about getting you I home. think you might get some problems. Yeah, I haven't had any problems on, with the, on the trail. Yet. Yeah, it, it would just go. I, I, I don't want to do this. I'm yeah, I would gonna... roll up with a weird short haircut and want yeah. to talk to a manager. And I don't. Yeah. I'm not interested in that. Yeah. No. So <laughs> <laughs> that wraps up this episode, everyone. Thank you for joining in. Um, hope you enjoyed the episode. We apologize for our absence, but we will be recording more frequently as our schedules allow. Oh, for sure. And uh, yeah, we're going to try and start start getting out every two or three weeks um, yeah. with an episode, even if it's a short one. Um, but we will be recording from uh, Black Gap if Heck everything yeah. goes as planned. Um, yep. Yeah, we will be recording from there. So we will talk to you guys next time oh. from the border. And one last thing. Uh, we will be at the Overland Bound Meetup in Round Rock, Texas on February 6th, which is a Saturday. I think we meet up fairly early. First Saturday of each month. And yep. I think the meetings start at 9 a.m. right now yep. because of the weather. Um, it's at Old Settlers Park at the Vergrab uh, Pavilion. So yep. if anybody wants to come out, come on out. Um, but until next time, we'll see you guys uh, later. Over and out. How do you turn that thing off? <laughs>